The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. all sense of reality and enter another world. Remember, do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 194? Two. Two. I, I, I had, I had, Colin, I had uh, Colin and Ryan on the text there. I said, please check it. They checked it, but yes. I immediately forgot it. 192 is the thing. Yes. I'm Greg Miller, one of your hosts alongside. He only does everything, Colin Moriarty. Yeah. The Razzmatazz Barry Chipper, Ryan Clements. Yes, hello. And the president of Worldwide, Sony Worldwide Studios, Shuhei Yoshida. Hello. Thank you so much for coming. Yes. Thank, thank you for... Uh, having me here. Why do you listen to this podcast? <laughs> I follow you on Twitter and I see you tweeting about Podcast Beyond. I'm like, I cannot believe he's listening to me and well, Colin talking about I, the Islanders. Do you have choices? You know, to listen to Podcast Beyond or listen to Gaming Informer podcast or listen to other gaming podcasts. But uh, you know, I asked the audience, and uh, you immediately, you know, replied that I should listen to Podcast Beyond. So. No, no, that's, that's not the real reason. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you tweeted about it without me begging you to. Actually, actually professionally, I like those podcasts. Oh, you yeah, know, you know, stop it. No, it's fine. Yeah. No. I, 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 I like those, 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 you know, those uh, podcasts that follows more news, you mm. know, the industry, you know, trend and business analyst, mm. you know, that's because that's what I do, you know, professionally. But it's just fun to listen to you guys. Okay, you, know, you, you are more, you know, you say conversational. And you're very straightforward in what you like or what you don't like. Yeah. Even you are focused on, you are supposed to be focused on PlayStation things. Yeah. But you are so vocal about, you know, what do you think we are not doing right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good feedback. Yeah. And like yesterday, you know, I saw you, you know, uh, saying that I can hold PSP. Yeah. I have to, you know, listen to you, right? Yeah. Well, now, yeah, you're referencing an article that I titled "The, P- the PlayStation Vita is Hard to Hold." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it. a lot of people freaked out in the room. He's like, "Oh, you're you're giving up?" I'm like, "No, I was just saying. I'm making the point that you can't leave your fat fingers like I do on the back panel. <laughs> like, because for years I've held the PSP like this, you know, with my. Uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I'm currently holding a PlayStation Vita. I know, it's right here. Sorry, uh, I've hold. I, you know, I hold I hold it like that with my fingers stretched out on the back, and now I've got to get used to holding getting. A little yeah. side yeah. and that's, that's all valid point because mm-hmm. we go through all the you know user testing and but, and but you're making comments of how sometimes you accidentally you know use the back touch mm-hmm. to like uh, use some items on yeah the like stardust yeah yeah but these games are still early 
we have many months of going through the playtest oh, yeah. and improve because now hardware is final, almost final, uh-huh. you know, 98% final. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's you know, our developers' time to try different you know, ways to use you know, back touch, front touch you know, sensors and find, you know, go through the many iterations of playtesting and perfect so that you, know, you wouldn't feel. You know, the same you know, issue next time you break. Okay, okay. Yeah. How are you, what do you think of the launch lineup so far? Or the launch window lineup or the stuff you know, that we've all played at E3? Well, I, because I'm so close to the development, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell myself. You know, I can say that Uncharted looks great and uh, the Deviant's use of Backtouch is interesting because I've been demoing that to people and people like it. Uh-huh. But I couldn't tell overall when we showed the uh, uh, part of the lineup Launch window lineup uh, a couple of weeks ago uh-huh. uh, in LA and London. I was complimented. We have strong lineup, and I was like, "Really? <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you." That's a, yeah, so that's so exciting uh, to hear um, the you know kind of direct feedback, and you know because we showed the actual playable games, you know many games for the first time, and uh, you have to try to really kind of get the sense, you know, how beta games might be, you know, different from other games, you know, games on PSP or totally. other systems. So initial feedback that I'm getting personally is very, very good. Okay. Yeah, so that makes me very excited. But we are games, you know, that we, some of the games we are showing are still very early. So that makes me very nervous how yeah. people... <laughs> how the final product... Like, like, like people like yourself <laughs> yeah. can be very, very critical. But so far... You know, you like most of the yeah. games that we showed. I think Little Big Planet is the perfect game, like for the Vita. I shouldn't say perfect; it's not. It, it probably, you know, you know what I mean. For, it went, for using it, because I, I picked it up right and as soon as I picked it up. Like yeah. I'm so used to Little Big Planet, I knew what I was doing. But then when the touch stuff came up, as far as like dragging a box or pushing the back thing to make a stairway and well, tapping. I, I'm so glad you mentioned Little Big Planet because you know many times, many times, you know, portable games are criticized, and 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 it's true that. Many times, portable games of one franchise IP is a uh, you know cut down, smaller mm-hmm. version yeah. of that game. But you know, with Little Big Planet, Little Big Planet is all about tools, right? All about what kind of games people can make. You know, addition of this front touch, back touch, camera motion sensors. Consumers, you know, they will be able to make use of any features of Vita and create games. On that, yeah. so I've been saying that Little Big Planet on Vita is not a cut-down version; it's a next generation of Little Big Planet. Exactly, that's what I was thinking too. I, it's an evolution, right? Because yeah. it's doing something completely different. And also, I know we're jumping out from Vita, but yeah. the, the the move controls for mm-hmm. Little Big Planet Two mm-hmm. are amazing. Wow. The fact that you can draw whatever you want and animate your own that's characters. That's coming from Greg Mir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were not convinced when we had a big launch of PS Move. You know how close I was worked on the system development. It's creepy. It was, you know, uh, uh, it was, you know, very disappointing to hear from yourself saying that. Well, you know, at the end of the day, at the launch, you know, you should wait. You, mm-hmm. know, you, sh- you know, you should wait for more games to come out to decide, you know, purchase it or not. But you know, I take it as a great feedback. Yeah. And now you like what you know the team did 
Please, need to be found. Oh, yeah, I thought it was just so impressive. Because it was one of those things, the demo starts off with simple stuff, like, all right, you can climb into You're this car. You're not saying that because I'm here. No, I'll tell you all the stuff you screwed up on if you want. But I'll, well, we'll get to that in a second. I got one for you. I got a, I got a critical pain to put okay, in there. Okay. But no, like, the demo for Little Big Planet with Move started off so simple with, you know, now you can put Sackboy in this thing and move it around with that. And then it was like, and now you can record your own puppet movements. Like, you know, and then they got to this where you can make your own sprites now, so you can make your own video games and like that's insane and actually two of uh, two other members of our editorial team uh, mm-hmm. Brian and Scott are both mm-hmm. from an art background uh, yeah. so they've done a lot of art and animating and, and stuff like that and they both tried it and were mesmerized wow completely yeah. Uh, Scott said, "Like they were just." They, Scott they went came to. Car- he demo. went to. Scott went to Cartoon College. Like he went there to. And he, he, <laughs> yeah, we, we always stuff. say that yeah, as yeah, a joke, yeah. but yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he did. did. I mean, that's yeah. really his whole thing. And like they were both blown away. We're gonna have a feature up next week about how what this means and how awesome it is. Well, yeah. Media Molecule guys have to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> We've had Spafford on before. I'm sure they'll, they'll get back onto it. It just seems like it took some time to figure out how to use Move more effectively. Or whatever. Yeah. At the same time, though, I was a, you know Sports Champions is still my favorite Move game, and I was excited to see that those. You know that same studio is now working on another game, um, medieval moves. Medieval moves. Although yeah. I wish it maybe was Sports Champions too, but yeah. you know, well, I'll take what I can get. But, <laughs> but I do have a question about about Vita and the launch lineup or the launch window lineup, yeah. which is: Have you guys been kind of observing what Nintendo has been doing and kind of the lukewarm response to Nintendo's 3DS because there's a complete lack of games for the system. <laughs> party. So you guys have, you know... Colin, there's Street Pass. You no, can put together, you yeah, can put together puzzles and they make Bowser. So there's like, you know, you guys are working on Uncharted and, and you have Mod Nation and, and Super Stardust, which is personally like my, my mo- the game I'm looking forward to most on Vita and I really enjoyed playing that um, at the event the other day. So is that something you guys are kind of looking at to make sure that, you know, there's a lot of compelling software for people to, to get right away? Well, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I just say about you know, Nintendo's uh, 3DS lineup, I mean, launch, I, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Like, like many of you yeah. must be surprised. <laughs> yeah. So, but they have games coming out later this year, so, you know, let's wait to see, you know, yes. n- new games from Nintendo. But as far as we are concerned, we really, really wanted to um, uh, have many different types of games on PS Vita at the launch. And uh, we have many behind, different teams working on different kinds of games because we just didn't want to repeat uh, what we did on PSP. And part of that was our involvement, Worldwide Studios game team's involvement in the development of system itself. This time, you know, PS Beta development started in 2008. And uh, we were there from 2008 in the you know small room in the hotel room you know discussing you know what should be the core goals for this new you know PlayStation portable system even before you know we had made decision or company had made decision what CPU and GPU you know should be for the next system mm-hmm. and uh, you may know that in the console development you know semiconductor CPU and GPU it takes the longest time and these are things you know, that will be, has to be decided before anything else. Mm. So the fact that we are there even before, you know, company made decisions on the core CPU and GPU choice, they needed our input, you know, of the hardware choice, even from the very beginning through the, you know, completion. Uh, uh, So so that made a huge difference in terms of people, I I really like the reaction uh, to our announcement of the price. But I've been saying that that was uh, one of the goals we wanted to hit with the uh, you know, PS Beta. 
you know, from year 2008. Because we didn't want to repeat the you know, mistake we made with P3, you know, high cost of yeah, goods. Get another but, job. you know, <laughs> because we had so many things we wanted to put in hardware, we wanted to put cap to our ambition, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And we analyzed every single different options on hardware we could put on PS Vita from CPU, GPU, amount of memory, screen choices, you know, sensors and camera choices, and uh, whether or not we should have touch panel behind the unit. Mm -hmm. You know, we, what we did was ask hardware teams to create some prototypes, early prototypes using, you know, prototype devices and provide us so that we can use with, you know, PS3 or sometimes with PC so that our teams can develop small, short games, prototype games to see if this new UI element works. So, so um, it's you know, easy to say we want better cameras, <laughs> right? Yeah. We want, you know, um, um, we want touchpad from every you know, side of the things, or we want more memory or in anything. And uh, we made, we agree that it's not like who is, has the loudest voice. You know, we have to prove with with actual working game or even short, you know, technical demonstration, how new additional tech will enhance the actual gameplay. Exactly. Yeah, that's how you know we kept a you know tally of things we wanted to or we could you know have on the system, and some made it, some you know didn't make it, and the uh, back touch was you know started low in the order. Because, you know, it doesn't really make sense to have something <laughs> behind the unit. Until, you know, big, big teams created the demo of uh, Little Deviance. Mm -hmm. You know, as soon as we touched it, we are like, oh, this is new. Yeah. yeah this is something we can use on other, you know, so the, the thinking started, even including the imagining some other companies' games. What if that game makes use of backtouch? in this way, it's going to be really interesting to be able to, you know, reach behind the character or something. Yeah. 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 So, that so that's the process we went through. So what I'm trying to say is when our teams got the actual hardware uh, development kit, all teams already knew why these devices, new UI elements, exist in PS Vita. So they already have some idea, you know, they wanted to try with their game. So um, I'm not pushing, well, we are not pushing every game to use every aspect because you will be, you know, criticizing. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, you are like uncharted, no touch, <laughs> no sensor, uh, you know, I just need stick on bottom. But you know, I totally, we totally understand, but give us chance, give our developers experiment so that you can make your judgment. Go ahead. No, I mean, I think Little Big Planet, like I said, is a great use of it. And in the <laughs> Uncharted thing, I, you know, I've said, yeah, you know, I, I like the buttons and I like doing that. Yeah, but man. a lot of people were saying that they actually like the trace and they liked being able to tap. And I, and I do like it in certain situations where I, I, there was one part when I was climbing and it was one of those things where Drake, I kept trying to get him to reach to this one ledge, but he kept going the other way. And I was yeah, like, and then I just finally took my finger off and tapped yeah. it. And he, yeah, he jumped exactly. right where I wanted. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I just wrote, I mean, not two days ago, right? I mean, I, I wrote a, a story about Golden Abyss on IGN about how I, you know, I'm skeptical of 
what I call gimmick, you know, gimmick, <laughs> gimmick controls. Yeah. But I really enjoyed what right. most of the control, the alternate controls in, right. Right. in Golden Abyss. And for the listeners that thought we were being sarcastic, there really is a Vita on the table, and it really is running Uncharted right now. So, <laughs> um, I'll take a photo. We can put it in. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, we'll show our sophisticated <laughs> podcast setup here and how we're recording this. <laughs> <a> Vita. <laughs> so my, my question is about. I have another question about just the name Vita. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, PSP. Um, has some, I guess, negative stigmas, but it, it really is a, a wildly popular. You know, it sold 70 million units. It's the only non-Nintendo handheld to really do really well. So, was there any thought of just calling it PSP2, or did you guys know you wanted to call it something else right out of the gate? Well, let me say something. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for reminding us of the successful side. <laughs> we are a big fan of PSP, and we are very proud of what we've done with PSP. Um, in terms of you know business, in its seventy business. million sold they announced this week, right? Yes, that's, exactly. that's wildly successful. Yes. Yeah. So it's not that we don't or we didn't like the name PSP. We are proud of the name PSP. Right. But PS Vita, you know, was actually a code name, pro, you know, project name, mm. you know, for a while. You know, when we started the project in two thousand eight, uh, the project name was NGP. Actually, <laughs> NGP was the very first. Uh, project name, so we, you know, we, we call it, you know, NGP for a while. But at one time, how do you guys, product planning people, propose? Well, let's uh, change the project name from NGP to Vita, not PS Vita, just Vita. Mm-hmm. And they took it from life. You know, it's in Latin or some language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because the core concept, you know, they proposed was. We want to make your life from morning to the evening, you know, entertaining. You know, we want you to be able to reach, you know, uh, to PlayStation, connected to PlayStation and connected to your friend through PlayStation, be you know, everywhere, anywhere, anytime. Mm-hmm. So the, the you know, merger of life, your life and entertainment, and make it, you know, easier, you know, through PS Vita was the core concept. Yeah, so we kind of like the, you know, uh, concept, and it's just a project name, right? Anyway, so, so how do you guys wanted to call it, you know, Vita, and we were like, oh, yeah, okay, Vita. <laughs> so, so up until the announcement this January, the project name was yeah. Vita, and uh, it was actually included in our development you know, kit as well, um, but we couldn't decide on the name, you know, by uh, the time we announced so went back to NGP because NGP sounds more like a generic, right? Next <laughs> generation portal. So people wouldn't like uh, mistake it as the final name, and uh, you know continue the discussions and uh, uh, came back to Vita because you know for us involved in the development, including our marketing guys, you know kind of the name grew inside, and it was very unfortunate that Vita name just uh, leaked out. Without a chance to be, you know, able to explain why life, why Vita mm. uh, on the, you know, inter- you know, uh, portable gaming system. So um, I'm hoping that, you know, we are not showing uh, other aspect of uh, PSP as yet, like a social connectivity and the near stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you know, entertainment options, or mm-hmm. you know, web browsing or social network applications. But we'll do so later, you know, this year. Uh, so that people will see the whole, like, uh, uh, you, you know, ways, in many different ways to use PSPeeder and why you might want to consider, you know, purchasing PSPeeder and, you know, uh, uh, carry it around. Mm. So uh, at that point, I hope P- 
people would say, that, oh yeah, PSP, that okay, you know, it makes sense. And uh, yeah, I think I think people will become more comfortable with it. But, like, How are you doing, Colin? You were you were very <laughs> nice. you, didn't, you, didn't like, you didn't like to be. Here. Well, yeah, I mean, I, my inclination was that PSP two would have been a strong name just because I, you know, Sony has been acknowledging, you know, more and more that PSP. In other words, trying to control the fact that some people think PSP hasn't done well, but in fact has done well. So I thought maybe they would try to you know, yeah, continue but, along yeah. with the name. But at the same time, you know, I will tell you that you know, just talking to other editors, not you know, we're, we're PlayStation centric, but you know, just the other editors, um, the, the the buzz about the, the handheld is really positive. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, people sense, have yeah, yeah I think people are, like are, are really excited about it. And Anthony think, Gallo says this yeah. will be the second system he's ever bought on launch day. So there, you're in rare air there. Um, <laughs> and you know, and, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you know, you know, I can speak for Greg and I in particular. The inclusion of trophies, which we are obsessed with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know that. I know that through the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> on the handheld, it means we'll just play just by the I know. It'll be, it's going to be. I, I can't wait for all even, <laughs> I have you even purchase trophies. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would, I would, that's what I'm always saying. We go to these events and you give out the swag bags and stuff, the t shirts. Just give me a piece of paper. <laughs> it's a download code for a gold trophy that says yeah, I went yeah, to the GDC yeah. event. Awesome. You should yeah. see some of the games we play just for trophies. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. Colin got broken by. Kung Fu Panda 2. Yeah, I yeah, do it. I, yeah, we play all the children's games for trophies. That's how obsessed we are with them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, 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 that's you know, there was a, I think people were skeptical of Vita going into it or NGP, but I think that there are a lot of believers now, and I think that the most positive buzz, frankly, from this year's E3 is about Vita, in my opinion. Yeah, that, I think so, probably yep. too, right? Because I think it, it helps that it's it's concrete. You know about it, and you can see the the proof is in the pudding with the launch when those games. Yeah, they're right? actual games. Because that's the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. The 3ds last time we saw it came out and had all these you know cool tech demos last year, but then none of those games came. And the games that did come out at launch didn't have use of the 3D, and they weren't street passes and doing you know what I mean like they just didn't have it. Whereas this one, you do have the Uncharted that's serious. You have Mod Nation Racers, which I can't wait for. I hope everybody buys that in the office. By the way, I hope that's <laughs> the one they get, so I, I can actually play with people in the office. And that was another game that had contro- you know the, the alternate controls that I was really impressed with. The, the background. Oh yeah. For, and, and for and creating for, tracks. Yeah. yeah, it was great. I mean, I don't have a, an incredible amount of experience with the Mod Nation franchise, but I was really intrigued by what I was seeing with that. I think that, the, like you said, you don't want to force the, the m- m- controls. And so far from what I've seen, even with Stardust, um, it seems like it's all clever and, and uh, timely. It's not, it's not forced. It's not like, you know, like even with a game like Uncharted, um, you know, you have you don't have to turn it off in the menus. It's just there. If you want to use the analog sticks, use the analog sticks. If you want to use the touchscreen, use the touchscreen. I think that's the best. That's the best method. Yeah. Um, so now here's the thing. You want me to you want me to be critical or whatever. You talked about the reaction to the pr- you talked about the reaction to the price of the Vita. What did you think of the reaction to uh, the announcement of 3G being with AT and T? Because I had never been to a press conference where like. Everybody was quiet, and then some people started laughing, and like I felt so bad for Kaz. He was like, "Okay," <laughs> it was super unprofessional. Well, well, yeah, you know, no, totally. And that's the problem with doing a conference that's open to both. Hey, here's all these press people sitting out here, and then also fans and stuff. Because right, right. fans are jerks. You're a jerk fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to live in California, right? Yeah. Until 2008, and I owned iPhone, so I totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, there are people outside, you know, uh, of U.S. Well, there are, like, people from SC, Japan. Mm-hmm. They asked me, well, why they are, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I had to explain, you know, what had happened. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, you know, AT&T is a big company. Yeah. Number one carrier. And I hear that as far as data service is concerned, you know, you know AT&T, you know, people have sometimes may have problems with, you know, voice receptions. Mm-hmm. But I hear that data 
services are pretty decent. Here's what, here's what, here's what I'm, I'm going to make a request yep. that I want you to push through. First off, <laughs> I think it's brilliant to only have the $50 price difference in the Wi-Fi 3G because mm-hmm. I'm seriously considering a 3G model now, and I'm hoping that the price, the data plan is 20 bucks or less, so that's one request. The next thing, though, make, make it available so I can tether it. I would, I would love to be able to use my Aww. Vita as a Wi-Fi hotspot because that, be, that, that would be the thing because on my iPhone, I'm grandfathered into the uh, unlimited data plan, which you have to you know pay through the nose for now. And so to tether it, I'd have to change it and it would cost me a million dollars. If I had a new device that, I, you know, that I'm already going to be carrying with me because I want to do all this near stuff. I want to beat Colin. I want to get trophies wherever I am. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to overtake you in trophies by the end of the year. No, you're not. It's, uh, it's over. Yeah, so so we are not announcing the data plan, I think as it's yet. Not, no, no. and it's going to be different per country, mm-hmm. even region. You know, you know, in Japan, in Asia, and Europe, we have different you know carriers. Uh, but we consistently, we've been uh, in our uh, discussion with these carrier partners. You know, we've been asking that you know let's make it not you know require people to subscribe for you know longer terms like two years or you know, it's not, it's okay to have options for people who use it like uh, you know unlimited huh? but let's let's make sure that you know people have an option to like uh, purchase data connection as you go cool you guys have anything else well, you're, you're I, I do have something. Oh, yeah, no, you're, you've so. been quiet. You've been so quiet. I know. I just like <laughs> hearing everybody talk. Um, actually, this is a little off topic, but I wanted to ask you. <laughs> what yeah. was your favorite show? <laughs> uh, uh, that's almost, that was almost my favorite. <laughs> I was going to ask you uh, what, how you felt about E3 this year and then compare it maybe to uh, the Tokyo Game Show because obviously you've you know attended and, and seen both a number of times. and. Just wondering how you think these two shows compare and what they mean for the industry. Well, there's uh, highs and lows uh, on every show. And uh, because I used to live in the States, you know, from 2000 to 2008, and, uh, you know, we all saw the consistent kind of, you know, uh, decline, I would say, yeah. of uh, relevance of Tokyo Game Show, you know, maybe outside Japan. Actually, they seem to be now... Uh, focusing to expand into include, including Asian market mm-hmm. like the China or you know those you know Asian countries you know there are lots of you know boosts from the those Asian you know publishers and developers so the focus you know they are you know showing you know maybe different focus and because of the content that you know Japanese publishers been releasing you know less of them will come over uh, to the states. So, you know, I, 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 I see that, you know, from the, you know, people like you, the U.S. media standpoint, you might feel less, like, uh, you know, excited going to TGS compared to, like, five, you know. Six, it's a different kind of ago. excitement. I get to go to TGS now and I don't have all this work to do and I can enjoy the country. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they still have great food. <laughs> <laughs> Japan, uh-huh. they still have great food. <laughs> uh, E3, well, E3, you know, has some, you know, uh, issues. Mm-hmm. Has some issues, but it, it's it's so exciting to see this big E3 coming back, and especially these, you know, uh, announcements and the press conference. And uh, now we have huge, you know, screen, even 3D screen, and a great audio system to showcase our games. And uh, you know, looking at new Uncharted 3 on TV is great, but looking at Uncharted or Resistance on that huge screen with gorgeous audio is is something. It's an event, right? You want <laughs> to be there to participate. So you know, going to these you know big announcement, big event is 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 huge. 
you know, and, and I can feel the same kind of excitement from people here. And as far as we are concerned, this year's uh, uh, press conference, uh, because we made it so that the he has big PS3 games coming. You know, there are lots of PS games. You know, we are releasing. So uh, let's just focus on this year's games. We, you know, talked a little bit about next year's yeah. games, like Sir Cooper or Starhawk. But most of the focus was this year's, you know, big releases. And of course, the center stage would be PS Vita. So, um, uh, so, so I, I think that went very well. And uh, I hear, you know, great, you know, reactions from people who are there. So. Um, this show has been um, great to me. I had a chance to take a look at, you know, what other company had to announce, and it's interesting. Yeah. And uh, you know, I still haven't got my head around. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, we'll have to wait to see more. But uh, you know, definitely these new announcements and uh, these you know big show showcase things. You know, I was there at EA, you know, press conference, mm. and uh, you know, looking at. You know, Battlefield Three. You know, beautiful. That's a, yeah, that's a gorgeous game. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I think industry is in a good shape. You know, there's still a lot more we can do to improve what we are doing and uh, get you know keep us uh, being relevant to more and more people. So I, th- I think I think it's great overall. Okay. Colin. You had, a, you had a laundry list of questions. You got anything else you want to talk about? Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if we want to change gears, I mean, I, you know, when I want to talk about PlayStation Network, if, if you don't mind, because you know, obviously, you listen to the podcast, and we did have some concerns about the PlayStation Network outage and what happened. Um, I guess, can you just take us through, like, you know, when you guys first found out, you know, when, when the PlayStation Network first came down, and like, you know, first of all, how many nights did you not sleep, and and, and how how, cr- how crazy was it over there, and really, you know. Um, do you, is there anything that you guys think you did wrong that you guys would would have done differently if you know if you could handle the outage again? Okay, lots of questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got one. So, uh, actually, so, uh, actually, you had special podcast, right? Yeah, when it came back, we came in. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was listening from. Uh, you know, uh, outskirts of Tokyo, and I was so happy to hear those people calling in, and you asking them, you know, what what game? You <laughs> yeah, so so. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 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 I I I really uh, actually that made me a huge fan of Podcast Beyond. Okay. Actually. Yeah, I, I I like Podcast Beyond before, but yeah. you know the fact that you had special podcast show for the. You know, timing that we got the PSN up and running, and you kept, you know, uh, uh, explaining to people, you know, what's happening and what you might want to do, mm-hmm. you know, when you are concerned about your, you know, uh, personal data. Um, before we had, you know, uh, being able to get the PSN up and running, so I really thank you for doing that. And uh, as far as how I found out the outage, you know, because I do not run the uh, PS network side or operation side, you know, I just noticed hmm, there are some maintenance, you know, happening. <laughs> and uh, you know, I expected it to last like half an hour, <laughs> right? And, uh, it, and the next day, I found that PSN was still down. Wow, this is crazy. <laughs> and, then, and even internally, you know, not many people were uh, uh, kind of explaining what was going on. So, um, and obviously, there are lots of investigations going on and uh, serious, like, uh, uh, concern about, you know, some data might be, you know, taken out. So, um, 
day two, day three, you know, I thought it's crazy, you know, like having maintenance at all is uh, <laughs> painful, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because it, we are in a global, you know, society, you know, any time you pick, some country is in the prime time, right? After school or after work. So some people, even 30 minutes is, is, is huge. Yeah, so uh, I couldn't uh, understand why we don't have the PSN app, you know, for more than, you know, a few hours. Yeah. And that continued in two days, three days, four days, and uh, I was like, wow, you know, this is really, really bad. <laughs> you know, both, you know, professional ways, you know, concern about the business and business partners, and uh, being, uh, uh, you know, consumer myself. You know, I, I have developed the habit of, because every every Tuesday and Thursday we update something, right? Yeah. So, you know, I have developed my habit to go to the store and look at, you, totally. know, you know, previews and download demos. And uh, so I cannot do that. And when I, you know, uh, boot up PS3, you know, you know, first thing I look at the Your trendy... Friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what are they playing? You know, no yeah, yeah, they're playing. <laughs> so I cannot do that. That made me kind of less inclined to even start PS3. Colin is, is the exact same. <laughs> I played, like, when we when we were uncertain what was going on, like, yeah. the first day or two, I went on, I played a little Critter Crunch, and and then as it went on and on, I'm like, the, the, the experience seems so incomplete, because like you said, like, the first thing I do is, you know, I look to see who's online, I look to yeah. see who's playing, yeah. I like to jump yeah. in the store, yeah, I look at Greg's trophies and, and, and calculate how quickly I can catch up to him. Yeah. Um, so I agree, and, and I didn't turn my PlayStation on again from that that first or second day until the network was back on and then you know Greg and you know that Saturday when it came back like you said we did the podcast Greg and I were going back and forth we wrote some stories then we went Saturday night into the into the office to record our podcast um and then everything, you know, business re- resumed as usual for us on the PlayStation. <laughs> but that was a painful, you know, painful yeah. few weeks for us and uh you know without it or whatever but um I understand these things happen I guess and and uh I'm sure that the you know, somebody's more prepared than ever now for, for yes, something Yes, yes. So as far as, you know, what we did wrong before the outage is it, after the outage, you know, lots of work, as, as I understand, have been done in terms of adding hardware, adding, you know, software, updating software, and adding more people to monitor the, you know, activities, you know, keeping more update with the new, you know, vulnerabilities found in the world. Um, looking at all those activities internally, um, you think, why we didn't that in before this happened? Right. So that's, you know, that's a serious answer. Right. You know, we should have been doing more of that, what we are doing now. And uh, because um, you may have noticed that network strategy is not just central to PlayStation. Now, cars overseas, all the Sony consumer electronics business, from TV, Bravia TV to digital camera to, you know, uh, Blu-ray player to every consumer business unit is under cars. And the connecting tissue is this network service. You know, we now call you know PSN on the PlayStation side and Curiosity on the non-PlayStation side, mm. but the backbone is the same. And you, you you can have only one ID, PSN ID. You can log on to any uh, Curiosity side services. So going forward, you know more and more values or investment will be done on the network side, so that all the you know different Sony uh, consumer devices will be able to take advantage of it. You know, just uh, you know, one single small example we demonstrated with the ruin is you mm. can save 
you know, beta onto the cloud so that you can download from the cloud, you know, from PS3 and continue playing. So that's the things, you know, people now expect, right? Yeah. All, all the other companies in you know, investing in some kind of cloud services, like Apple Computer announced, Apple announced yeah, yeah. something this year and the, uh, this week, and Amazon and Google. So that's the strategy that Sony has, and Cars is in charge of it, meaning that investing in network security, it has to be, and it will be, the you know, priority number one uh, to enable this network strategy for for the benefit of all the Sony products, not just PlayStation products. So, so I have I have no concern at all in terms of our focus, our company's focus going on. Mm. But as far as the those activities go, they are very smart. They are very very smart, genius kind of people. And uh, you know, we have no idea how you know who they're gonna you know uh, attack. So we should be always prepared and uh, to to get those uh, attacks on some part of our system. So, um, you know, uh, but I, I, ha- I have confidence in our team, network team. Great. All right, I have a free, another free idea to throw at you that yep. you, can, you can use. You can, you can go into meetings, you can say it was all your idea, and then people are going to think you're brilliant. Uh, I, right now, when the, when the PlayStation Network goes down, even if it's for an hour or whatever, usually it's posted on the blog, and then we rewrite the news story, and we get a million clicks, and we dance around the office. But <laughs> what should happen is, it, when you're about to do maintenance, I say you make an automated robot that you can hit a button that'll send a message out to people's PSN inbox that says, oh. hey, don't panic, your network is down, I know, but this is why, and this is how long. Because I know that there was one for, like, I forget, there was some, uh, whatever, I got a message from Sony, a real one, not a chain, saying if I did, my PSN would be shut down if I had to do this, but <laughs> I got a real message once, you know, a warning or a free game or something like that, so mm-hmm. it's, it's possible. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. You can take that yeah. one back. Yeah, that's a great idea. It's a free one for you, don't yeah. worry. Thank you. And I will say that, the uh, you know, we thought, uh, I think collectively, that the Welcome Back package... Uh, was you know at least in North America I'm not sure what it was in Japan I know it was slightly different in Europe but the selection of games that were given to fans I think was awesome yeah oh, um, you know Infamous uh, is one of my favorite games on the on the platform Dead Nation I'm in love with too so that works and plus having you know uh, you know a slew of other PSP games and other PS3 games to choose I think that was the right the right way to go about it people definitely didn't get you know middle tier games well yeah but how much discussion was there on how to handle it because you know it's awesome that you did it but like yeah Colin and I own all those games you well, know what I mean t- so tell, just... me, tell me about that like, the decision was made by each region uh-huh. you know we have the regional headquarter in the US in Europe in Japan and in Asia and each group made their own decisions based on the availability of titles for each region from our library of titles so from Worldwide Studio standpoint we just you know, offer these are the games uh-huh. you know, we can offer, and uh, different you know sets uh, were selected you know by each region, and um, obviously I like you know the U.S. choice and European choice are very similar, and I get lots of tweets from you know Japanese uh, consumers why we cannot have this and that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, so I, I'm very excited um, in a, a sense, strange sense that now millions more people have a chance to play Infamous because I'm a big fan of Infamous yeah it was, totally, it was pretty yeah exactly <laughs> totally excited with Infamous too as well and we just announced at the press conference you know 
uh, Sucker Punch is working on some very interesting, unique way to use PS Move in the create part of you know, Infamous 2. So that update will come you know, later this year. So, yeah. uh, so, the, uh, so, so the fact that more people are now playing Infamous 1, you know, they would maybe you know, interested to try Infamous 2. So and they should. Great. Yeah, 9.0. IPN.com, <laughs> editor's choice. <laughs> thank you. Well, great. I think we're over time already on you. But uh, okay. thank you for listening to the podcast. It's always great to meet a fan. Let me shake your hand. I can autograph whatever you want later. Um, uh, uh, oh, people should follow you on Twitter. Uh, we always give out our Twitters on the show. It's what, What's your Twitter? Y-O-S-P. Y-O-S-P there at Twitter. I'm Game Over Greggy. Collins, no taxation. Ryan is Pwom Cider. IGN's IGN. And uh, give me a Beyond before we leave. Beyond. 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 I don't know if it comes in my first Beyond. I, I, I didn't look at it. It looked like it might have been good. Welcome back to Podcast Beyond, episode 194-192. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm still Greg Miller. still Ryan Clements. This is still Colin Moriarty. Uh, we've, we've ditched the dead weight that we shoot. I'm kidding. <laughs> Thank you so much. What a, what a gentleman he was. I know, that was a great interview. That was probably one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. I think I was, I was telling you guys through text and later on that I, I, I was legitimately touched when he was talking, like, talking about how uh, he was so excited that we did the Welcome Back podcast and called fans and stuff. Just Absolutely. another reminder that, you know, we're all one PlayStation family here. Thank you for listening. We're uh, glad... We're glad to be your uh, friends there. I am god darn exhausted. This this man is ready to fall over. Oh, my lord. I laid down on a couch to write and build a page, and I started to fall asleep, so I had to sit up. But, yes, we're here to touch on other stuff. What do you, what do you, what do you want to, what do we want to say, Colin? How was E3? I, thought, I don't know. I mean, I'm really delirious right now, but I thought, you know, I thought Sony did a nice job uh, this year. I thought it was a good, a good showing for them. I was yeah. excited about the games they showed, and the Vita, even though I don't like that name very much. Is, is it growing on you yet? I like I like to it. I like shoes. Resp- I like his a description of why they life and how it's going to be mm-hmm. part of your life and how it's going to be bigger than that. And that's yeah. why it should tether. Let me tether to it. I know. Well, hopefully, I'll bring that back to uh, Tokyo and uh, get that done for you. Yeah, good. Well, yeah, I gave him some great ideas. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't like go. I can't automated go. maintenance update. Exactly. Robot. I can't go into details. I went uh, I, after our, that meeting. I went to a meeting with uh, Jack Buser from home. I gave him some Greg Miller gems too. Yeah. So and when that gets fixed as well, that's why. Basically, Sony can thank me for everything I've done this, <laughs> this E3 for them. Uh, Colin, uh, Colin what, was the, what was your favorite thing you saw there at the E3s? Um, I think I'm, I was blown away by Vita, like I said, and I want to reiterate just because people thought we were we were you know kidding around. There really was a Vita on the table. I don't, the, think, I, I don't think anybody would think that's well because a, it's just it sounded like very it's, it sounded like an almost like you know we, we said there's a Vita on the table and then we all laughed like okay, you know. okay. but there really was one and it wasn't tethered to anything. I mean, yeah, you know, we I was, could, uh, so that was exciting that we got to hold it even with the battery and it was still very light and, and that was the thing I, I hadn't held a, a near final version of it with a battery in it. In ever, and it was uh, very very light. So you like the Vita? Yeah, ninety eight percent done. He said, and it's a ninety eight percent final uh, final build there. The unit, ladies and gentlemen, we're broadcasting in the uh, the atrium of the JW Marriott here in LA, and a homeless person has walked up to us. How are you, sir? I'm all right, boys. Brian Miggles, how are you? I'm okay. This is your first I'm not time. a homeless person. This is your first time being on a podcast, Beyond. Yeah, that's so right. You have to say Beyond. Hey, Beyond. Okay, uh, what was your favorite thing? Oh, 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 wait a second, nobody knows who you are. Who? What do you do at IGN? I am a visual features editor. I'm responsible for all the cool infographics you did the, and the, charts. The, the, and the PSN hack timeline. Yes, PSN hack timeline. I did you know the, everything we know about Wii 2 or you did, Wii U. You did, you did the Dead Space week. timeline. I did the Dead Space. Oh, wait, they never like, got oh, yeah, uh, they never, never came together. They yeah, never came because together. the Dead Space timeline is retarded. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, what, what was your favorite thing?
think my favorite part, uh, my favorite part of E three was definitely Bioshock Infinite. Bioshock Infinite Fucking is bad ass. It's really good. You can say it. So I can. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys bleep out? Like, no, we don't, we bleep, don't bleep out anything. We're, no. we're, we're explicit. An explicit podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, we were doing this to to kill time until the video team got here. It looks like the video team got here. Oh, okay. So now we got to go do our E three meeting. I think. We'll be back. We'll be back. Oh, okay. Be owned. Be owned. Yeah. Hey everybody, we hate E3. Hey, yeah. I'm actually doing great. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not that bad. Um, no, okay, Ryan, you were the, you didn't get to go. What's the best thing you saw at E3? Um, it's kind of a tie. I really loved Super Stardust Delta. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that was probably the best Vita thing I saw with a runner-up being uh, Blaze Blue, because that game looks pretty. It's called Blaze Blue. Blaze Blues. And then uh, I also really liked the uh, fighting game, uh, the downloadable fighting game called Skullgirls, mm-hmm. which uh, I don't think anybody else saw really besides me, but uh, it's really cool. Uh, Anthony saw it at GDC. Uh-huh. It's a collaboration between a tournament, uh, uh, like a Street Fighter tournament compet- competitor named Mike Z and uh, an artist named, I want to say, Alex Zahad. Anyway, they collaborated. Uh, brought the resources together, got in a couple folks from Reverge Labs, which is a small game development studio, and it's a really cute, cool fighter. Should be awesome. Cool. Uh, favorite thing I saw was Bioshock Infinite. Uh, spoiler alert, that's what I voted for across the board for Game of the Year, PlayStation 3 game of, what is it, Game of the Year, you know what I mean, Game of the Show, Game of E3, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I just, I'm pretty, I was so blown away by the color and the characterization, just a little bit you saw the, how those characters, did you see it, anybody else see it? Did you have time? I okay. I did. You did. What did you yes. think? Uh, I thought it was stunning. Yeah. Although I always, I always try and like give you know the littler games my my nod, but I mean, because you're a monster. Uh, well, no, I want to. <laughs> just want the love. Do to you want to talk about the littlest game possible then? Uh, sure, let's talk about it. Saw an ama- have you read any of my stuff today? Did you hear me talk about this scribble shooter? No. So that's what it's called, right? Scribble shooter? That's what I call it? Okay. Uh, so I went and saw this game called Scribble Shooter today, which is awesome. And then what it is, it's just a, sh- uh, it's a shoot-em-up. A shmup, as Damon, a shmup, as Damon calls him. And uh, you, this, get, this developer had his kid draw uh, a game. So he drew all the art with crayons. It's like a little ship he drew. And then aliens and monsters and all this shit, right? And there it's all, it's got like, it's just crayon, you know, drawings or whatever. And then it's on a white background and so like you fly the ship around and go and the kid makes all the noises so it's like like so he, all the sound effects in the game are from this this one kid or whatever and then uh, it's got background music and it's going on this white back the background's white so it's just like it's drawn on paper and the paper's moving because like you'll come across like a coffee ring or whatever it's awesome it's totally fun and it's only available in PlayStation Home like it's, really? it's not a real game. It's not a real game. It, it was over in the India India area by our booth, but then I went and up and saw, did a home demo. And in there, in in home, you should still be able to do this, people. You should, totally should go play home, which is free on your system if you didn't know. It's on the XMB. You gotta blow the dust off it. And then uh, when you get in there, you can go to the Sony booth, like they have, they have the virtual E3 booth again, you know. And you watch all the trailers there, and then that unlocks the VIP access, so you can go upstairs where we get all our private demos. And up there is a, a, the demo kiosk for the game. And then when they release the full game this summer, it's only gonna be at home. I thought that was awesome. Awesome. I wish it, we could have seen that as a full download. Yeah. yeah. Even if it was like I, a dollar download. I wouldn't be surprised if one day eventually it would be. But yeah. I think for this uh, that release. That sounds really neat. What yeah. I want to know is if that kid's getting paid for all of his hard work. His he's dad's getting, getting money, yeah. He's his dad's rolling out. in it. Mm. And his dad's like keeping him in a cardboard box yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that's messed up. It's fucked up. And kid, he, every night he begs. And he just begs for like a piece of bread. And his dad says maybe if it sells a million copies at home, 
And he plays his noises on like a, a Casio keyboard. <laughs> the work he did that he's not getting paid for. Uh, okay, now the question is, what's the worst thing you saw? What was the your, your least favorite thing? Um, I, I can go first because I'm dropping that on you if you don't have an answer. No, I mean, I, I know the answers to both questions. I never got to say I don't think what I liked best. Did I? I thought I, I, did I, I started before? with you. No, I started I, with you and then uh, Brian Miggles came over and then we went back in the room. Oh, right, right, right. So yeah, I already said that. The Wait, worst thing I think... It, uh, what did you actually say for the best thing? Uh, I don't remember because I'm really Stop tired. it and play the tape. I don't know. No, <laughs> I no, I, I, did uh, you get interrupted when... Maybe. Maybe. All right, I don't know. What do you, say it again. What, what's the best thing you saw? And uh, this would be great if it changes. Yeah, but it could be very well be different. No, I, I actually agree that the best Vita game I played uh, was Super Stardust. That game you guys is, are bad is really crazy. awesome. Um, Little Big Planet's better. Little Big Planet's a better I, game. I actually didn't play it. it. could, but I, I didn't play it. Okay, then I'll, I'll, I'll let that go. And then... Uh, I, I take it back, ladies and gentlemen. That the, was the whiskey The worst game? I mean, I played a lot of, like, bad Kinect games yes, and stuff like that. that's my vote. Um, Michael Phelps. Michael yeah, Phelps Michael pushing Phelps the limits. The worst game I played at the show. Swimming game? Yeah. That's really, that sounds like, that sounds like a great terrible. deal of fun. Uh, the, I had a great interview, which is on IGN, with Hulk Hogan, and it was really funny, but that game didn't work very well. Um, there it's other a video ones. interview. Go, go check the videos for whatever. Go go to Hulk Hogan's Connect game. Google that, and, and then uh, go to the videos. And biggest surprise, uh, Blood Rain Betrayal. I didn't say that, but cool. Yeah, that's, I'm just going to throw that. You know, you're that. just that jumping just around. I'm too tired to keep everything in order. I know, it's, it's, we're all train wrecks right now. Except Clement. Clement seems he's like, he can go to work. I'm, 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 I don't, I don't, I'm actually kind of surprised, you guys. I guess the only advantage I have right now is that last night was the only light night I let myself sleep in. So I had an extra, like, maybe two hours. So I got six hours instead of the, the four that is, has generally been. I can trace my problems back to the fact that I've had no coffee today. You didn't have coffee today? Not one cup today. Are you crazy? I've been drinking water. I'm, I'm a little bit hungover, ladies and oh, gentlemen, so I had to drink water. I've just been drinking the water and the soft drinks myself. Yeah. yeah. Kyle, did you, you didn't really get a chance to sleep in last night? I slept a little bit, a little bit, but uh, maybe six hours, which is more than I slept for the rest of the time I've been yeah. here. But I'm, I'm freaking shot, dude. After dinner, I'm going to bed. Man, you guys should come out. I don't come think I'm going to make it. i got to be honest with you. I'm just come too tired. Out. I'll probably come out for a little bit. You should, because it is E3, and we really get the chance to all hang out. Yeah, because you always have to work out. Uh, yep. Um, comments, what's the worst thing you saw? I'm almost... Uh, it's sad for me to say this, but my... It, it, it's Final not Fantasy. It, no. 13 to... No. It's not... Uh, all right, what I'm about to tell you... That was my favorite I know, thing. I know. It, it, it's uh, disappointing that my favorite game was the worst game. It was also the worst game. No, no, no. So here's the thing. I won't say that it's a bad game because I think there was some glitchiness going on here, okay? But Everybody Dance, I was not particularly happy this with. This is the Move one, right? The Move, ga- the move that, Dance uh, game. What, uh, Mike- Tom- so Mike Thompson, one of our contributing uh, editors and a freelancer for us, a uh, great guy, really actually pretty invested in motion control. So I usually, like, I think that's good that he actually, you know, supports motion control in general. He enjoyed it. But I think we had different experiences, at, you know, during our demos. He might maybe he, maybe his demo worked the right way, and and I'm just like you know, I just had the got the shaft on that one. Ew. But I'm I'm trying to dance to LMFAO, you know, I'm of trying course. to get my groove on, and I'm doing the moves. Which one do they sing? They, they sing celebrate good times. I don't know. I don't think that's that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I, that's a really old song. Actually. I like the celebrate good times. Um, song. And then so I'm doing all these moves, and it's just like okay, okay. Miss, miss, okay, miss. You know, like it's not registering. So you're my more movements. good at it. Apparently, apparently, I just I'm, I suck at it, and 
I think even like the woman that was the representative that was demoing it with me like she was doing multiplayer with me she didn't seem overly convinced that things were going well either because I kept like turning around smiling being like yeah oh man this is tough huh and she was just sort of like <laughs> <laughs> so that she was the equivalent of the guys from the Michael Phelps yeah. experience I had when I could my swimmer jumps into the water and just lays in the water <laughs> and I'm frantically flailing my arms and no, nothing's happening I slow down my arms I speed up my arms I put my arms down and there's no reaction in the game no help from the other people yeah I love I mean it was just it was really bizarre I think that I wouldn't. I wouldn't count that game out, though. Thompson enjoyed it. I think it's still. It could be good. Maybe there was just some some wonkiness going on. Okay. You have to. I think everybody needs to remember that with E3, we need to take everything. You need to take everything you read with a grain of salt, unless it's Michael Phelps, because this this shit can change. Watch you know? Watch Phelps get a nine five on yeah. IGN. I mean, this, this stuff can change very easily, and and you know, a, a ten minute demo could. Yeah, could it's really, never it's never surprised yeah. the whole game. I used to remember. I, I watched Batman demo. And the first time I ever, the first time, Arkham Asylum, Arkham the Asylum. first time I saw that, I wasn't sold in that game. I was like, I don't know, this is going to be good, man. It but it turned out to be it turned the greatest out, comic book behold, game. The greatest comic book game ever. Of all time. Of all time, whatever. Thanks, Dave Clayman. Uh, oh, man, we're fried. Anything else to say? Um, I just generally have I mean, I know there's a lot. There's, there's a whole there's bunch a of stuff we'll, we'll we haven't. We'll, we'll do a you're not going to get the incisive comment. If we did, if we did, if we went over everything right now, would you get the traditional podcast beyond uh, incisive commentary? I doubt it. What? <laughs> did you like how we did that during our? our know, that was awesome. That was good. Oh, oh, good. Yeah, we talked about it already. Yeah. I, for some reason, I thought this was being broadcast live. <laughs> <laughs> You're more tired than I like spoiled it. Um, uh, but we'll do, we'll, we'll do, like, after we marinate, we go home in San Francisco, we, we, we rest, we'll we'll do a more proper beyond, you know, next yeah. Thursday, and we'll, we'll talk about everything we saw. I will say this, that that um, I'm a believer in Vita, and I'm really, really, I'm really excited, excited to get my hands I really, really want to play that, yeah. I just had a, I mean, I once again must insist that I do not want to be the annoying chipper guy. But I think I, I think we all had a really good show. I was, I was super happy with just pretty much working with everybody. Uh, I mean, I, I think that just all the editors at IGN and our, our friends at 1UP, it's just been really fun. Yeah, so, I think we got a GameSpot out. Ryan, I already, Ryan I already Scott GameSpy? Dead does. <laughs> when, I, when I say IGN, I, I kind of I know, I know, I mistakenly include GameSpy in that. Yeah, they're technically different. But. I, I will say that, uh, you know, this was a really busy show for me. I didn't get to see or do every, like, oh, yeah, well, everything your, I wanted to do. This is your do. first one being an editor. How'd that feel? Yeah, this is uh, my first. I've been, uh, you know, several E3s doing different tasks. This is my first one covering games. So I never got to play the Wii U. I never got to see a bunch oh, of games yeah. at different things or whatever. That was a little disappointing. Maybe we'll get to do that when we go to Gamescom. Um, but it'll be out by then. Yeah, it'll be out by then. There'll be you know 100 release games destroyed already by that point. Um, but I also will say that we uh, I was pretty excited to learn that we won a Guinness World Record uh, while we were here for yeah. the most popular website. IGN most is popular the most popular game video game. Website. Website. Yeah, we're not the most popular website. Most popular video. In, game. Uh, in the 2012 book of Guinness World Records, they put out that video game book. Look for us. IGN.com. I think it's pretty cool. That's really cool. Not really. Yeah. No, I think it's. I think it's. Hey, well, it's, it's what's going to happen? What's going to happen when we lose that record? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a dark day three yeah, years from now. We all get fired. Yeah. We won't. We won't lose that record. You better not. Yeah. Go write ask, something. Right? Go, <laughs> go write something. Generate some traffic. All right. Let's. I'm tired. Let's go. All right. Oh man, you guys. Beyond. Beyond.
Beyond. I uh, remember to follow us on Twitter. Uh, we already did that bump, I guess, with uh, him. So again. Song. Uh, no, let's sing a song now. We gotta sing a song now in the show. Remember the thought. What do we want to sing? Uh, Colin, you give me how about, give me something. Give me something we will all know. Some uh, early nineties, mid nineties, early tricky, uh, the early aughts. Uh, I'll just hum along with you let's guys. Let's see. Let's see. Um, My name is Jonathan. I'm carrying the wheel. <laughs> Why? Thanks for all you've shown us. Why did I know I wouldn't know this? But this is how we feel. <laughs> Come sit next to. I'm gonna rub this on Clint's face now. <laughs> I'm glad, like all the Sony execs are listening to this show. All every Sony exec's like, what the hell? Why did he do this show? Beyond, beyond, beyond. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.